Today our uh, scripture is going to be the Christmas story is told in the Gospel of John. So John chapter 1. We all know the Luke story. Many of us memorized it and most of us have heard it many times already this month. Mark, Matthew has a little bit of a story about Joseph. The Gospel of Mark doesn't even have a Christmas story. That's worth pondering why one of the Gospels doesn't even talk about Christmas. And John, the one we're going to read, is a little bit different. You'll see that as we read it if you didn't know that already. Hear the word of God, John chapter 1, the first 18 verses. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who, re who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor human decision, or husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Will wants to see me, so. So this is a written sermon, and I'm going to read it, which is unusual for me if you didn't know that already. It might even be harder for me to read than it is for me to talk, but we'll see. You see, John here talks about the word becoming flesh. And I thought the least I could do in response was put words on paper. I call it extraordinary, ordinary, or transformation day because today is transformation day, otherwise known as Christmas. The day in which we remember that the world is transformed because God came to live among us. At least once a year, I like to put on my Grinch suit and remind you that we ought to feel at least a little bit of disappointment that Christmas Day actually came. Advent, meaning coming, is a time of anticipating the coming of Christ, and since we already know that he came, our real hope is for Jesus coming again. 
and he hasn't. So we'll carry on celebrating how Jesus transforms the ordinary into extraordinary every day. If you're used to, by the way, me having words on the screen behind me and you like to have that outline, it's really simple today. That was the introduction, and now you can see the words word, light, and life. Word, light, and life repeated four times, and then a conclusion. And again, you'll now know how far I am along. Our Advent journey included a play this year about some ordinary people experiencing the extraordinary. I think the best example would be the shepherds with their same old sheep in the same old fields under the same old night sky, suddenly shocked to attention by the glowing glory of messenger angels. Extraordinary in an ordinary setting. Today in the Gospel of John, as so happens with John, so often happens with John, we get a rather different take on that ordinary, extraordinary theme. John, I've often noted, uses very plain and simple words, almost on the level of hop on pop or see spot run or whatever they're teaching you in grade one nowadays. Yet using these simple words, he says some incredibly profound things. Basically, John is simple, but not easy. I'd like to look at three of those ordinary words today, word, light, and life. These words are so basic that I bet many of you are actually familiar, whether you know it or not, with the Greek words behind them. Word is logos, as in logic, logical, words that make sense. Light is phos, which is the root of photography. And life is zoe, like the name Zoe. If your name is Zoe, it means life. And then you have zoology, which of course is zoe and logos together. It's smart words about life. Let's look at these ordinary words one at a time. Words, word. Words are happening all around us all the time. There are 1,850 words on my page, my computer tells me. That's a lot of words all by itself. Our TV or our radio, our computer, or if you still use print books and newspapers, give us words all the time, every day. Words are everywhere. Maybe you know the phrase, talk is cheap. Or maybe you know somebody who proves it by filling any silent space with words. This whole service is full of words, sung, spoken, and prayed. Words are everywhere. They're ordinary. Light is also everywhere. Every day the sun comes up. The moon and stars shine every night. And for most of us, unless there's a blizzard and the, snow and the power goes out, we have electric light available to us all the time. Our houses and our worship space at this time of year are decorated with lights and candles. Light is everywhere. It's ordinary. And life is everywhere. In November of this year, the world population passed 8 billion lives. That's a lot of life. And of course, life goes way beyond humans. Think of all the animals. And in this area, probably think of rabbits who are everywhere. And fish and birds and bugs and microorganisms. And plants are alive, at least until some of us get our hands on them. But again, life is everywhere. It's ordinary. These everywhere ordinary things, word, light, and life, are also extraordinary and amazing. Words are amazing because they have power. Let me use just one example. Three small, common, everyday words that are used all the time, though maybe not enough, 
I love you. Now imagine I come close and look you in the eye and say, I love you. For some of you, that'd be beautiful and warming. For others of you, that'd be awkward and embarrassing. Either way, words have power. Everyday words in the context of relationship have amazing power. Light is also amazing. Way back in high school physics, I learned that the action of light can be described using both wave theory, like sound waves, and particle theory, like matter. And now apparently they have added in quantum mechanics, which fortunately is not my job to explain to you because I can't. Suffice it to say, light is amazing and complex. And of course, life is amazing. I once read that if you dried up a human body and separated it into all the different chemical elements that make us up, you'd end up with about $1.50 worth of stuff, carbon, calcium, the chemical elements. It was actually 87 cents when I read it, but I rounded it up for, you know, inflation. So if for some reason you prefer not to think of dried and separated humans, think of plant life. Think about composting. You put a full plant into a composter, and before you know it, it dries out and decomposes into a little bit of compost. The Bible is pretty blunt about this. From dust you have come, and to dust you shall return. The amazing thing about life is that God took some dust, hydrated it, and breathed life into it. You know, we can study and explain how living beings work, biology, but this act of creating life where there wasn't one, well, that's way beyond us. That's too amazing for us to do. Life is too amazing for us to create. We can make life when we already have a seed. We can make life when we already have life. But only God creates life from nothing. It's amazing. Yeah, I have no idea where I am on this page. That's because I'm not on this page anymore. That's why I don't read. I can't even stay where I am. Now, these three everyday words, word, light, and life, that all have amazing qualities to them as well, are used by John to proclaim profound and extraordinary truth. So listen carefully. I'm going to try and explain to you some profound and extraordinary truth. The word he says was there in the beginning. And this word seems to be a person because he was there with God. And wait, this word was God. And it even had a part in creating things. Try it like this. When God said words like, let there be light, that spoken word was Jesus. And since this extraordinary word was Jesus or God, those words actually became the thing that was said. Let there be light, and there was light. Somehow, the triune God spoke something out of himself into being, and so creation extends and reflects the God whose breath spoke it into being and infuses every part of it. And if that is a bit beyond you, well, good. That's the point. Creation is beyond us. It's extraordinary, and that's saying it gently. John says more about this word. The word became flesh and lived among us. What happened at creation happens in a much more complete and powerful way at Christmas. God speaks himself into human form. He enters into creation as part of the creation, as a creature. This extraordinary, infathomable event is at the heart of Christmas. God, who was always in his creation, 
comes in the clearest way possible for us. He came as one of us. And in doing so, he came to show us just how to be human in this world, an extraordinary truth. And light is also a profound truth in this passage. Light was the first act of creation, let there be light, and it was separated from darkness. And this image, of course, goes beyond the reality of being able to see things. This imagery also includes the illuminating insight kind of light, the kind of seeing that helps us find truth. We can tell John speaks of this kind of light because he says some people did not recognize the light. And it's really basically impossible not to recognize physical light if you can see. Jesus lived among us so that we could see the true way to live. He said, I am the light of the world. Look at me. He also lived among us so that we could truly live. He said, you are the light of the world. We are meant to see the light, to move towards the light, and to even reflect the light that is Jesus. As John says it, when we receive the light, we become children of God. We become people who inherit the characteristics of the one who created us, our heavenly parent. So as you may have already noticed, the profound truth of word, light, and life are all intertwined together. When I spoke about, I spoke about life when I was trying to talk about the word, and I spoke about life when I was trying to talk about the light, they're all interconnected. There's a unity, a wholeness. And an interconnection of all things in God and in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. When you bump into one aspect of them, you're inevitably drawn into them all. So, John says it this way, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus' life sheds light on how we're supposed to live. Jesus' life is important. Sometimes Christianity is boiled down to believe the right things and then you'll get the right afterlife. If that's the essence of it, wouldn't have God have done the things the other way around? Instead of the word Jesus becoming down and becoming flesh, would he not say the word and humanity flesh would have been come up to God and the word in heaven? You see, God in the beginning said the word that made the lights come on. He breathed life into us and he said, it is good. And he said, it is very good. And that first Christmas, he took on flesh, moved into our neighborhood. And so the gospel spends a whole lot of time looking at how Jesus lived in our neighborhood. So please, if you're celebrating Christmas and Jesus coming into our world, please do so by celebrating it with the way you live here in our neighborhood and our world. Christmas is about God living here. You can do this, of course, by being a word, light, and life person. Speaking creative words of truth and acting on those words in ways that shed light on what is really going on, that's what it means to follow Jesus. And shed such a bright light on what is dark that the darkness itself is banished. That's the Jesus way of life. And in, and in that way, we will bring life, new life, renewed life, true life, lasting life, to all the dead spots that we've already made in this, our world. I spent some time this past fall listening to God and letting him shine some light on my life. I learned again of words that I had been taking as a guide for my life that were not true and therefore not helpful. 
And when I let God's word for me, his word of love, shape my heart and soul, then it also started to reshape my thoughts and my actions. The word became flesh and moved into my life. This is an ongoing and repeated process for me and for all of us. So John, right after talking about this word that came to life among us, he points out that we see his glory or we see his light. Jesus shows us God with such, shows us God such that Godness is revealed in him. He says, nobody's ever seen God, at least not directly, but in Jesus, we see what Godness lived out looks like. So the gift of God to you at Christmas is himself. It's himself living life. It's himself shedding light on how to live and living out those words of truth. So I pray that you may receive that gift exactly the way it has been given, full of grace and truth. And those aren't separate things. It's really full of gracious truth. It's a gift that is truly a gift. It's given. It's to be received. Because the word does not come to those who have the best words. The word simply has been spoken right from the beginning. The light does not come only to those who have the right eyes or glasses. The light shines in the darkness which cannot overcome it. And the life does not come only to those living well. The life of Jesus was lived right among us ordinary people. So this extraordinary gift is given in the true way of grace. It's given as a free gift. Do you need a powerful, amazing word spoken into your life? Do you need light shed on the dark spots in your life? Do you need a true life lived in relationship with you? Do you need these things here and now and today? Of course you do. I have great news for you. News of great joy that will be for all the people. To you, this day is born one who can help you. His name is Jesus. He is the Christ. He is the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for coming into our world, into our neighborhood, and into our lives, into our hearts. And we pray that as you grow in our hearts, as we receive you, as we're struck by the great gift that you are, that you may shape us, that you give us eyes to see, that you'd help us live lives that share your goodness, your truth, your word in this world. Thank you, Jesus, for the incredible gift that is you. Help us to continue to unwrap all that it means and enjoy it each day of our lives. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.